0: Welcome to the Gospel Matrescence Podcast. Matrescence, the physical, mental, spiritual, and emotional transformation women go through when becoming a mother. This developmental stage of life is as powerful and irreversible as adolescence, and yet few women have ever heard of it. Our communities have little to no rites of passage to celebrate or prepare for it. But here, at Gospel Matrescence, We apply a biblical worldview to the beautiful and sometimes painful metamorphosis of motherhood. Come, let's navigate motherhood together. Hello and welcome to the Gospel Matrescence podcast. This is Andy and we are coming close to the end of an eight-part series where we are digging deep into the eight pillars of thriving matrescence. Uh, So the topic for this episode is going to be parenting, and um, I'm going to start by just sharing some of my personal journey towards parenting, and along the way I'm going to be sharing some of the resources that God used to develop in my husband and I what we call a confident practice of shepherding our children, and managing our home. Um, So this is, um, as you've read in my bio and other resources, you probably know we have eight children. We have five boys. We have three girls. Our youngest is 11, and our oldest is 23. So we've been at this parenting journey for about 23, 24 years now. And, um, you know, as I look back over the seasons, I see evidences of God's Mercy and His grace. I see lots of high mountaintop experiences and I see a lot of really low dark valleys. And all of them, um, in all of them, I know that God has been faithful. And I think of that scripture. I believe it's in Isaiah that it's a promise that He will gently lead those who have young. And I, I believe that verse was given to me in the very early days at a, at a baby shower and as a promise of that, that I do have a leader, as I attempt to lead these little um, ducklings under my care, that I am not just left without a shepherd, that as I learn to shepherd my own children I have a good shepherd who has shepherded me and yet that does not mean that it was all smooth and easy um, there were many many days and many seasons of um, confusion of you know we have so many parenting philosophies that we are bombarded with in society and in the church you know from the very beginning I remember the debate between baby wise versus you know um, on-demand feeding and attachment parenting. And that's probably one of the first things that mothers get confronted with is, oh my goodness, I didn't even know that there's so much controversy surrounding the way that you nurse your baby and how we take care of them. And um, I want to meet my child's needs, but I'm also exhausted and I haven't slept more than two hours in six months. And how do I reconcile this? And, you know, and then as our children grow up and to be toddlers, the confusion of, okay, are my husband and I on the right page? Are we on the same page? Does his view on discipline matter? my view on discipline. And when our children were two and three and four and five, I thought that we would never get to the place where we both were just lockstep with each other. I I knew that our children were experiencing what I call unequal weights and measures that on one day, if mama's really frustrated, she's going to you know, jump in and give discipline quite early. But on another day, if I was more peaceful, I would give three, four, five, six warnings and wouldn't be consistent. And yet my husband had a different view on that. And so we wrestled through that. And then we approached the middle years, you know, five to 12 years old, when there just seemed like there were so many decisions to be made. What books can my kids read? What movies can they watch? When do we allow cell phones? What type of um, amount of time do we give them with friends? Do we do overnight sleepovers? Do we not do that? And that led us into the teen years where All of those decisions quadrupled. We had to decide about privileges and driving and how do we shepherd our children through the years of, you know, romantic relationships and then launching them after high school. We now have um, almost four graduates. I have a son who's going to graduate here um, this year. He'll be number four of our graduates. And now we have half of our children graduated from high school and launched and, you know, four more to go. And, you know, as I look back over those years, there's just so many decisions to be made. And um, this concept of parenting and creating a confident practice of shepherding your children and managing your home is such a big um part of our peace as mothers and in in our matrescence journey. And it's particularly challenging because we don't do it alone. We can't just develop our own philosophy and walk in it. Hopefully you have a husband who's involved. There's probably single moms out there listening and there are so many challenges to single motherhood, but there's also challenges to having a husband and needing to be that united front with one another. And so, um, I'm going to share a few resources in this episode, but as with all of these pillars, I can barely scratch the surface. There, There's so much more for you to dig into, um, but let me introduce you to a few concepts that were really um profound as Scott and I were laying the foundations of our practice of shepherding our children and managing our home. So first, I'm going to begin by reading these statements um, that we use in the gospel Matrescence health quiz um, that would be true of somebody that does feel like they have success in this area. These statements are something a mother would say if she truly had a confident practice of shepherding her children and managing her home. She would say, I have the tools to parent my children well. I understand the tension between my responsibility to parent and my child's free will to choose. I feel good about the standards and expectations of our children in our home. My spouse and I are united in our goals and standards of behavior. I have processed my own childhood, so I know I'm not reacting to how I was parented. I have the books and the mentors who can help lead and direct me in my parenting journey. Our family has a confident practice of habit formation in the traditions in our home, and our family has a practice of spiritual formations through family devotions that helps us obey the commands parents are given in Deuteronomy 6. So if I looked back over the years of our early years, I definitely wouldn't have been able to say all 10. Or eight of those statements. Um, and yet now here we are, 23 years in. It's not an always for every one of those statements, but it's a most often. Most often these things are true in my journey as a mom. And I firmly believe in older women imparting wisdom to younger women. We hear in Titus 2 that command. I want the older women to teach the younger women to love their husbands and children and to be keepers at home, which the Greek word there is an oiko despot. Um, I remember I used to, when I just read the English words, keeper at home, the most close similarity to that is a housekeeper. And so I thought, oh, great. Older women are supposed to teach younger women how to be a housekeeper. Like, how do you get the stains off of the shower floor? And what's the most efficient way to do laundry? And I remember thinking that doesn't feel very empowering. <laughs> like, I feel like you could pay somebody. 40 bucks an hour, and they could do a better job cleaning the shower than me. And so is that what the older women are supposed to be teaching me? But I heard a teaching on the original Greek of that word, keepers at home. And it actually it. the Greek word is oiko, family, despot, ruler, teach them to be the family ruler. And um, that really lifted my eyes, like really, like a wife a mother who's a manager of their home and is in, in a sense, the ruler of her home, the ruler of her little nation, um, and that is not to be put her above the husband. I think there's a co-rulership that they do in many ways, um, but we do know that 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 Timothy did command the older women to teach the younger women how to be rulers in their home how to be oiko despots and so when I fully understood that command I thought wow that really paints motherhood and home management and shepherding your children and loving your husband and your children in a really different light than what I imagined when I stepped into this role as a mother and so many times through my motherhood journey I have thought um about CEOs of companies that have employees. And I thought, you know, nobody puts a CEO in that seat without training. Nobody just says, hey, you, I know you're only 21, but why don't you come and be the CEO of this company? And why don't you oversee all of the employee training and all the HR and all the profit margin analysis and everything that goes on in a company and the economy of the company? Nobody would do that. They would want somebody who had been formally trained and slowly worked their way up the ladder to the place where they're ready to manage or be the ruler of that company. However, in motherhood, um, you have that baby and you are all of a sudden the Noiko despot. You are put as the CEO, the mother, the ruler of that little nation, responsible for the home, responsible in many ways, obviously with your husband, hopefully lockstep. But I remember thinking, wow, I feel like I just got made the CEO of this home and nobody told me what to do there nobody gave me training i don't know what books i should be reading i'm i don't know how to have a confident practice of shepherding my children and managing this home and so i learned in the trenches i learned various um tips and tricks along the way and i want to share with you some of them some of my mentors um, that helped me along the way now um there's two different ways we can have mentors. We can have face-to-face living mentors or we can have virtual mentors that come to us possibly through a podcast or through a book. Um, but one of my mothering mentors has been Charlotte Mason. And some of you may be familiar with her. Some of you may not be familiar with her. She is a woman who has passed away, but she was a British educator in the early 20th century. And um, she wrote, a lot about the relationship of parents and children and education and discipleship. And um, one of my favorite books that has brought me the most direction in my parenting journey is a book that she wrote called Parents and Children. And it's actually the second volume in a six volume series. And um, just the first five or six chapters of this book lay out a foundational perspective of the home and family unit that formed so much of how I viewed my role and the role of, um, my husband and I in the discipleship and education of our children, now, whether you homeschool or not, there's actually very little pre- references to homeschooling, even though it's called the homeschooling series. but we currently are not full time homeschooling. We did homeschool for many years, but we now our children go to a hybrid school three days a week and so and then a fourth day in enrichment program. So for all practical purposes, we are not full time homeschoolers anymore, and yet these principles laid out in parents and children. Um, really apply and they have informed a lot of our view. And one of the arguments that Charlotte Mason makes is that the family is a tiny nation and that there has been authority from the God of the universe deputed to parents, that he has passed on this authority to us as parents and that that authority cannot be delegated. And I believe there's many things in the training of your children that can be delegated even educationally, but the the role of discipleship and shepherding cannot be delegated. Um, in a, in a healthy way, she makes the argument. And so she lifts our eyes to this idea of the family government and how the the rule of parents needs to be a, a kind and benevolent rule and that children become what she calls a public trust that we then offer out to society to build the kingdom of God, but that the habit formation and the character development that begins in the early days is the responsibility of parents. And it can't be given away, especially in those first six years. And that was really revolutionary to me as I compared that to some of the other resources Scott and I were given in our early days of parenting. And we were really blessed, even though Charlotte Mason is one of my mentors. I also had in-person mentors and Scott and I were really, really blessed um, early on to have a pastor um, who gave us a child training book when I was pregnant. So this is before our youngest was even born, and um, he gave us his child training book. And it's not even a book that I highly recommend to others, but it did have some basic principles of a parent's kind authority in the habit formation of a child. And he really encouraged us to begin preparing for our role as shepherds to our children. And we had this pastor in our life for the first five to eight years of our early years who we could go back to and say, oh my goodness, how do you deal with this? And how do you deal with that? And how do you deal with this? And it it really inspired both of us to take this role seriously um, and grew in us some really healthy habits in the early years. So my encouragement to you is to find a Uh, mentor from history, (laughs) through really quality books, and to find somebody in your life. You know, we, we did this with another couple that had kids older than ours, just invited them and say, hey, permission to speak freely. Would you just observe the way we interact with our kids? And we see that there's a joy in your home. Would you be willing to give us feedback? And that's terrifying <laughs> to ask somebody to give you feedback on your parenting, but we knew well enough that if we were going to grow in this area, we needed to listen to those who've gone before us. And so I would challenge you, if you are in the trenches and you feel like this area of your life that you do not have a confident practice of shepherding in your home, if you do not have... Um, You know, a a handle on home management. I would really challenge you to think in yours, in your church, in your community. Is there anybody who's maybe 5, 10, 15 years ahead of you that seems to have some fruit of the spirit in their home? Doesn't mean they're perfect that you might be willing to invite into your life to say, Hey, I'm just looking for a mentor. I'm looking for somebody who could speak into my life. Um, and maybe tell me some some pitfalls that I could avoid and also tell me maybe some of my blind spots that I can't see. So Scott and I always tried to make a habit of that. And it's not easy when somebody gives you feedback. Many a times I that first instinct is defensiveness. And then I just say, thanks for the feedback. I'm going to take that back to the Lord. And I'm going to really pray about that and think whether or not that's true. So think in your life, is there anybody in your life that you could open up to in that way? Um, you know, Two other books that were really instrumental to us. Um, one is is shepherding the child's heart by Ted Tripp and this is kind of a classic book on this idea of a shepherding practice in your home. I think we've read through that twice together Scott and I and um read it in the early years and then read it maybe 15, 10, 15 years into our parenting and realized a few areas that we had gone off track and you're not going to find super practical tips for should you spank or should you not spank or how should you respond to this act of disobedience. But what you are going to find in that book is maybe a foundation of the concept of shepherding in the spirit that. Our good shepherd shepherds us, and what might that look like as you actually don't just shepherd outward behavior or get outward behavior to conform, but shepherd your child's heart towards obedience and fellowship with with the people around them and with Christ. And um, there's another book that was really instrumental in my early years. And I'll say this one had a lot more really practical, tangible what to do in various situations It's called Raising Godly Tomatoes. Um, kind of a strange book that you can find on Amazon still. So a strange title um, by Elizabeth Kruger. Um, and again the title is raising godly tomatoes and she's a mother of many i think she has 11 kids maybe and um i read this book in the season that i was really into gardening so i loved the analogy of gardening and child training and the whole premise of her book is based on this concept called tomato staking and on the cover of the book she has a you know a tomato plant and then a stake next to it and the tomato plant is tied to the stake. And if you've ever gardened um, and tried to raise tomatoes, you know that unless you have something really solid to secure that tomato plant to, it will twist and turn, and it will fall to the ground, and the bottom side of all those tomatoes will get root rot because they need to be up and they need to be growing towards the sun. And so that's the ongoing metaphor she uses throughout her book that you as a parent are the stake, and those children need to be drawn close to you when they are characterized by disobedience or a lack of self-control or a failure to get along with their siblings. They need to be pulled in to fellowship with you. They don't need to be pushed away from you. Um, and so that was just a really powerful metaphor that Scott and I both used during seasons of intense training for our children. We would just say, hey, that one needs to be tomato steaked for a couple weeks. Like He's not handling freedom very well, and he needs more of us, not less of us. Um, so I really love that. I will give some caveats about this book. I think there's a few things. As with probably almost any child training book, she has kind of a, um, a perspective on separation from society that I don't really agree with, um, of the danger of being too involved in society and pulling your family out. And that's not something that our family practiced. Um, so there are a few things that I don't necessarily agree with in this book, but the spirit behind the book and the, um, the gentleness and kindness that she shepherded with, even though she does promote Physical training, um, whereas Charlotte Mason, she doesn't really recommend or advocate any form of spanking or physical discipline. And the other book really does. And I liked hearing both perspectives because that's something that you are going to have to confront with your husband is that what is our practice of shepherding? What does this look like in our home? Um, So these are resources that have been really helpful. But um, I'm going to leave you with a final resource that you can find under the free resource of our free resource tab of our website. And it is a PDF download that um, deals with these ideas and helps walk you and your husband through kind of a a child training goals worksheet with some steps and defining what that might look like in your family. And so um, in this download, you're going to see an image and it, it goes along with the whole gardening metaphor is that as parents, we are trying to nurture and grow fruit for our children. And we know we cannot cause any growth. You know, the Bible says that he who plants and he who water, waters is nothing, but it is God who brings the increase. And yet, as parents, we have an obligation to plant. Seeds of the gospel to water and nurture our children, and then to weed the garden. When we see weeds growing up, to help our children by weeding that garden. And so the first picture you see is this image of the ground and little seeds planted underneath, and some weeds growing up. And um, Charlotte Mason um, advocates habit formation very early on, even beginning at six months old. And that's something that was revolutionary to us and the other books that we had read that really, does child training begin as early as six months old? Um, And this was introduced to us by that mentor pastor in the very early years. And so um, that's what we did. We began a A practice of shepherding and obedience training from the very earliest days, and it came in a very slow, very gentle way. But you'll see that on the first picture of the the download, and then it kind of goes into something that we use called the four step training process. And this we did get out of a um, teaching uh, video series on child training. I don't even remember the name of the video series. We probably watched it 20 years ago, but it's based on Second Timothy three sixteen of this idea that all scripture is inspired by god and profitable for four things for teaching rebuking, correcting, and training. And so we took those four things and we created what we call the four-step training process, where first we have to teach for the behavior that we're expecting from our child. Then we use a form of verbal rebuking or reproofing, some people might call it. Then we might move into the third step, correcting. And then the fourth step is that ongoing training in righteousness. And this is all surrounding the concept of habit formation. Um, so there's some examples given in that. And then the last few pages is just an opportunity for you to sit down with your husband and to go child by child. Put your child's name on the worksheet and say, what are our training goals? What are areas that this child needs to work in? You can't fix everything right away. You may see three big um, glaring weaknesses in one of your children, but maybe you just decide for the next six months, let's just work on obedience with this one. Let's just work on kindness with this one. And then we would often pick a a theme scripture. We would once a year, we would go to the homeschool conference and we would write this out and we would just kind of come up with some goals for our children that year. And then um, we also defined what are our family's early child training goals. For one family, they might expect an 18-month-old to be able to stand by their side at the grocery store, but the next family might say, no, we don't expect that behavior until they're two or three. And that's something that's okay for you to work through. So this download allows you the space to work through some of that. And then to build out some of those examples, look at the age of the child and what does teaching look like for a 18-month-old. What does teaching look like for a five-year-old? What does rebuking look like? What does correcting look like? And what does training look like based on their age? So you may find this a helpful resource to just begin having those conversations. Um, And while there's examples on here, you don't have to take those examples. You can create your own because really this pillar, the the description of it is a confident practice of shepherding your children and managing your home. There's a whole other side to this of home management that I'm going to do another episode on of a confident. Practice of home management, but today I wanted to stay focused on the parenting application here. Um, I want to close with a quote um, by Charlotte Mason, and I remember reading this quote. You know, we started homeschooling back in two thousand two or three, and I came across this quote at a homeschool conference, and we were in the throes at that point. My oldest, our oldest, is probably our feistiest, as might be true in lots of families, and I remember reading. this quote and thinking, yeah, right. (laughs) Like that is not realistic. And here I am 20 some years later and I see the depth of the truth in this quote. So listen to what Charlotte Mason says. She says um, the mother who takes pains to endow her children with good habits early on secures for herself smooth and easy days. While she who lets their habits take care of themselves, has a weary life of endless friction with her children. So that first part, the mother who takes pains to endow her children with good habits secures for herself smooth and easy days. And that's my question. What happens in your home? Do you experience smooth and easy days? Are you more like the second mother, um, where she describes the mother who lets their habits take care of themselves has a weary life of endless friction with the children. Um, is your life a weary life of endless friction with your children or is your life one of smooth and easy days? And I'm not promising that if you embrace a confident practice of shepherding and habit formation, that every day will be smooth and easy. But I will say this 20 some years into parenting, the more we invested in this area, The smoother, the easier, the more joyful and the more peaceful our days were. And we had many a days of endless friction and weariness. But those days became less and less the more we grew in this area. So, that is my challenge for you. What are you doing right now to secure for yourself smooth and easy days? Are you taking pains to endow your children with good habits? Are you seeking out mentors in your life? Are you taking this aspect of your responsibility of a mom seriously? And what kind of support systems do you need to grow in this area? So, as I close, please um, consider one of our coaching groups, consider joining us at our annual retreat. You can find that information at gospelmatrescence.com and we are coming really close to launching our video series which would be um, if you're not able to do a coaching group in person um, you are welcome to purchase the online package which will be a series of coaching videos and a pdf coaching workbook grab two or three other moms that you know and make it your goal to work through that together so please visit gospelmatrescence.com for information and have a great day